I am recording. All right. Yay. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. Yes, we still make this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with or without cast members. Uh, my name is Andrea. And I'm Sally. This is Sally. And today we are here to discuss the season five episode number 15 can you believe it we're in episode 15 i really can't believe it (laughs) crazy we're just flying through everything yeah i'm excited though because i feel like we're getting closer to some some more good stuff yeah i agree so yeah we're getting through the drought a little bit we are getting through the drought last week definitely helped i don't i'm sure you guys all listened to the the (laughs) richard schiff interview part two if you haven't i don't really know what you were doing all week but you should go back and listen i mean if you're listening to this surely you've listened to that but i hope that was an enjoyable treat for you guys because it was an enjoyable treat for us yes um all right do you would you like to sing uh duh uh okay (laughs) i am ready (laughs) kick us off so oh so vibrant It really is like vocal double dutch. It's like we can't <laughs> sing at the same time. Oh, it's man. an editor's dream. It really does just get me so in the mindset, though. It's so necessary. Good. I'm like, well, I sang. Let's talk. Game on, Sally. <laughs> okay, let's talk about full disclosure. Let's talk yeah. about it now. Um, Should we do the TikTok? Yeah, I, I think I would love for you to do a TikTok. <laughs> so, I, I made bullet point notes, though. Yeah. So in this episode, we're dealing a lot with the vice president who is, has done an interview that is coming out soon on Sunday. And we're trying to find out what his interview is about because it's about talking with the president and, and Leo and it could be very, very bad for them. So we're trying to figure that out. And we also think he might be running, getting ready to run for president. So, there's just a lot of drama going on with that and CJ. John Hoynes. Yep. Which is great. And there's also a couple of negotiations going on. Josh is talking to the committee that is in charge of, or not the committee, but he's talking to people in charge of closing down uh, bases, military bases, trying to figure out which bases to close. And then Ryan's trying to meddle. Ryan the intern is trying to meddle in those affairs, as always. Yep. And then Toby is talking to some union leaders about, or people in charge of the unions, about about Chinese bras, really. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's really no other about. way to say it. <laughs> yeah. So Short mention of cars, but more of a, a several bra things going on that in that area. Also, we have a bill that the president is trying to get passed that has a school voucher attachment to it and josh and the president talked to the dc mayor about and charlie wanting that voucher yeah and charlie and so that was another little storyline as well Whew. yes <laughs> these are the, these are all true things that happened yeah and what did uh i should mention that this episode was written by lawrence o'donnell did we all notice that oh, did great. you guys know that what how did you feel about this episode as a whole sally I think I liked it as a whole. I mean, it's not 
it's not it sounds like you liked it with stuff or anything but i like a few of the storylines i love the i love the dc mayor i love cj's storyline there are a lot of things i liked about it i like that it's just a busy hectic day in the west wing and there's so much going on so i liked it overall how'd you yeah i I, I liked it too, actually. I've, I watched it twice in preparation. I'm starting to do that now. I'll watch it once to take notes, and then I'll watch it again just to kind of take in the, take it in in a broad. Yeah, that's uh, a great idea, actually, because I'm so focused kind of, on taking notes and, like, picking things up. I feel like it could be helpful to watch again, and I'm not yeah, complaining and about you, more West Wing. <laughs> Satisfying yeah, my I know. I was like, urge a little bit. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yesterday I had time, or the day before, or maybe it was earlier today, I don't know. And I had to pick something on Netflix. And you know when you go to Netflix and then it's just like, it's like wandering around Blockbuster and then yeah. you don't pick anything up. You're like, I don't want to watch any of this. And I just yeah. wanted to watch The West Wing, but I couldn't watch, you know, I didn't want to start order. talking in this episode. Yeah, I didn't right. want to start talking about season six. So. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. but that's fine. Uh, so I rewatched it twice, and I, I really <laughs> liked it. I feel like the tone overall, it just felt really balanced in a way that a lot of the season five episodes haven't been in terms of, uh, it was dealing with issues, and it had things that were personal that were happening to our, the characters that we love, so yeah. we were invested in it. We had some surprising things happen, um... I mean, we'll talk more about the CJ thing, but we have that bombshell revelation that she slept with John Hoynes 10 years yeah. ago, so <laughs> that was huge. Yeah. We had a little bit of intrigue in the uh, yeah. interaction with Greg Brock, who we meet for the first time in this episode, mm-hmm. I believe, for the first time. Yeah, so I thought I thought it was a good episode overall, yeah. and Lawrence O'Donnell. Apparently, things I found on the internet, which are not verified, <laughs> but um, apparently he was a substitute teacher in the Boston area, and so his... That's why he has kind of a vested interest in the school, school vouchers, vouchers. Uh, issue, where he, he personally had changed his mind about it. So that's huh. why he included that in this episode. Fun fact. Cool. That is a fun fact. Yeah, I really liked yeah. it. The, the only thing I thought it was lacking was, like, a little bit more humor. When I got to the end, I realized I hadn't really written down any... There weren't a lot of, like, quick quips, um, I guess, as much. So Quip that was real good. That was the only thing that was, like, a little bit lacking for me. But there was a lot of other good stuff. So I'm on board. Yeah. Do you want to start at the top? You want to start yeah. with the Taylor Reed and all that stuff? Sure. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that they pulled this into another episode. Really. Yeah. I kind of forgot that they had. Yeah. I was like, why is she there again? I thought we already did, did this. Right. Because, like, she had her winning moment last time. And so then when you open up on it again, it's sort of just like, oh, wait, I thought we were... I thought we were done with this, but it's fine. I loved, the thing is, like, in this episode, I just loved everything Alice and Janie did. I mean, obviously, I would watch her do anything. I think she's just the most brilliant. Um, Mm -hmm. And so any episode where she gets to sort of put her talents a little more on display, I'm all for. And so watching her quit back and forth with Taylor Reed is is always going to be a little fun. Um, So Mm -hmm. that was enjoyable, I thought. It was just odd that it was still going (laughs) I agree. Although, and when Taylor Reed tells her, like, good job on that segment where he basically didn't let her talk at all. Yeah. Oh, man, I just wanted to slap that little twerp. I mean, yes. unless you are Leo or the president or any one of our guys, like, you cannot tell CJ Craig good job. You can cl- yeah. shut your mouth and stop yeah. talking. That's how yeah. I feel about that. Yeah. Agreed. I loved the Greg Brock stuff. First of all, 
But let me be shallow for a moment and say that he is a good-looking man. Yeah, he's and very I do not handsome. mind. I, I kind of wish they could have made something happen for CJ and, and Greg Brock. Yeah. Ship that, you know? Yeah. Um, and he's Lauren McCall's son. Fun facts. I'm just huh. abounding with fun facts today. What? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. did not know that. It's true. And this is not the last we'll see from him if you're yeah. just in your first watch through. We'll see him throughout the couple more seasons. So. Yeah. Wow. I had no, no comment idea. there. That's great. Yeah. But I loved, I love the scene where he goes and they actually meet for the first time. Yeah. I also love the um, phone call where she starts off saying like, oh, I want to take you out to lunch because you're new and back from France. <laughs> yeah. And then she just changes her mind like mid voicemail and just mm-hmm. says like, you know, I'm calling, call me back fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was very much like a, I loved when he drops the floppy disk. So, yes. uh, R.I.P. floppy disk. Yeah, really. Let's have a moment of silence. <laughs> that was my first thought. Was um, really a floppy disk? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was like, oh, how cute. Yeah. Um, but it, I just love all that covert talk where it's such good writing when the actions yeah. are speaking a lot more than the words and the yeah. subtext is opposite of what's happening. I thought that was just so delicious. Yes, personally. I loved that. I agree wholeheartedly. I thought the scene was great. I thought their chemistry is really great. Um, and I just... Yeah, the whole thing of like their lines not matching up with what is happening is a fun, it's a fun storytelling device that like just the act of him dropping that floppy disk changed all of the dialogue for the rest of the scene, even though, you know, like it just, I don't know, I I think that's a fun device and I, I thought it was, I thought it was a great scene. I just loved them. Uh, it was that was a definitely a stronger strong point of the episode. There's Agreed. so much like, there's so much CJ in this one. I'm not know. that I'm complaining. There's just, I, she had a I lot, love it. a lot going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she looked great. Her hair looked great. She looked in charge. <laughs> she was, she had great a great episode all around. Um, what else? I mean, we can. There's more to CJ to come back to. Um. They think that Hoynes is going to run. We already yeah. mentioned that. Will wants to be clued in on how they're supposed to respond to the Hoynes campaign. I loved when Leo sassed him. And yeah. he's like, yeah, we'll be sure to call you. Yeah. So, I like sorry, that Will. Will in that moment did feel like, he almost felt like an annoying little intern. I mean, that he kept popping in and being like, let me know what we're doing. Hey, what's going on with this guy? Yeah. Like, I I mean, but he was right. I mean, he was right that they should have been, he kind of started the ball rolling of getting Josh to call, make calls and figure out what he's doing and asking if he thinks he's going to run. So like, well, you know, props to Will Bailey on that. But, um, I just, I still thought it was funny. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. So we've got the, that aspect of the Hoynes drama, but mm-hmm. then, of course, we've got the CJ and Hoynes thing, which that that was surprising to me, first time yeah. I saw it. I well, it was surprising to me like once it it was surprising to me in this episode. By the time it actually comes out in the episode. I feel like the audience knows something is going on and something's going to happen right. like that because of mm. all the CJ Toby glances, which yes. I loved. <laughs> so, like, yes. we sort of get the vibe throughout that that something is happening or some there's something else going on. CJ is obviously very right. concerned about this tell-all situation. So... I thought that was kind of a fun story thing as well, that that was weaved yeah. in and out a little bit, like hints were sort of dropped. 
hints, totally. In the form of Toby and CJ looking at each other meaningfully. <laughs> yeah, a perfect example of that Toby-CJ special relationship that we yeah. talked about with Richard last week. Right. It's just like a, it's just like this level of trust and, and vulnerability and like protectiveness that they have between each other that... <sighs> Is yeah, oh, it's just it's he, he was gonna drive her home and he waited <laughs> yeah. around for her. I was melting with that. I can't, I, I can't do it. Yeah. We should probably play the audio clip just at the end when she is with uh Hoynes yeah. and letting him know that, like, you know, if you're gonna, <laughs> if this ever is an issue, you are about to get the real, the full truth. Yeah, and he can't handle the truth. I haven't decided to run. I because really... there have been other women, right? Lots of them, right? Because the way you came on to me, way too smooth, way too practiced. CJ, that was 10 years ago. I'm sorry. When you run for president, the press is going to find some of those women. And if you try to attack them, if you get your opposition research team working on them, if you try to destroy them, if you try to say they're all bimbos and liars, then I'll be standing right there with them, and I'll be ready to take anything you or your people throw at me. Anything. So don't make me tell the truth about you because it will be the whole truth. Boom. You just got CJ Craig, son. So. <laughs> She's just you so do not want to mess with that wonderful woman. and flawless. I just love her. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So should we just pick an MVP right now? Yeah, really. Yeah. Because <laughs> she slay. The original bae. CJ. <laughs> um, how did you feel about the her calling Ben at the end? I felt weird about that because we've seen her be so standoffish about him. So then mm-hmm. to call him in such a in such a personal way, because she says like, yeah. "Will you just like stay on the phone with me?" or like, "Will you just talk?" and like that's such a how you said personal. I can't think of another word, but like that that implied a bond that I did I had not gotten from them. Yeah, yeah, just in her reactions to him. I mean, obviously we got it a little bit from him bringing in the bikini picture and being Ugh. weird. But, like, from her side of things, her reciprocation has not seemed – I don't know. It, di- it didn't match up to me. I, I wish she could have – she could have talked to Toby. They've been doing yeah. meaningful looks all day. Like, they could have just sat in silence and sat in silence, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I, I would have been just as happy if it had, like, kind of pulled away – on CJ and Toby just like sitting in her office, yeah, and laughing. Or at something, least that would have you know? made sense. Yeah, at least that would have made sense, especially with all of the buildup. Uh, I just didn't. I, yeah, I just don't buy that level of interest or that level of safety with with Ben yet. So yeah, I, I mean, know. but I I liked that it just showed that she. Well, especially on the heels of the Hoyne stuff that she wanted to go in a different direction instead of... I mean, he's from her past, but yeah. he's, like, a good guy. And so I think she wanted to reorient herself in that way. But also, yeah. just the fact that she wanted a human moment that had nothing to do with her job. Which yes. I feel like has to be such a real... I think that's a real experience that all of us have at some point. Where we're just like, I don't want to be a human doing i want to be a human being and especially for people in the white house you know yeah um so i thought as a sentiment that was good yeah i agree with that totally that she had this sort of like vulnerable moment where she's sitting in the dark office and like she needs to just she needed some support for a second and i and i i agree i think that half of it is good i think that part of it 
that sort of filling that little bit of a need um, was a good little insight into CJ, especially since we'd seen her like so on all episode work-wise. Right. So they end it yeah. with her being a little more, I don't know, yeah, a little more open and laid back and just needing yeah, that she, human she moment. she shifts into lower gear. Yeah, sure. yeah. So, oh, Allison Janie, MVP. Yeah. <laughs> call us, call us AJ. Um, okay, let's also talk about uh, Toby. Toby yeah. and the bras. Yeah. <laughs> Not the bros. <laughs> the bras. Yes. Um, I, I thought it was enjoyable. I, I like anything that really makes Toby smirk. I like yes. seeing him in those kinds of situations. I, I don't know what else to say about it, really. I, the only other thing I want to say about it is that the guy who initially says the Chinese bras line, he says, like, they're killing us with the bras, um, uh, Michael Mantle, 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 I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but he's one of those guys that's, like, been in everything, you know? He's in a yeah. lot of other shows, and he's already been in the West Wing. <laughs> so, as another character? As another character. He was a congressional staffer in Bad Moon Rising, and what's funny about that is that... That episode deals with school vouchers as well. And Dang. it was, yeah. And so it's a little bit odd. I mean, it's a season two episode. It's the end of season two. So that was three seasons ago. It's not like we talk about school vouchers all the time. So. That is ironic. Yeah. So he played a different character in another episode where we happen to be also talking about school vouchers. Fun fact. That's going to that's gonna be in jeopardy someday, and you're, <laughs> you're going to win all the money. I know this one. Yeah. Is there is there a West Wing Jeopardy? Did somebody I develop wish. that? If there was a West Wing category on Jeopardy, that? I would just, I would own it. What if you were on it, and they asked you a question that you happen not to know, and everybody knows you have this podcast? <laughs> that would be... I'm not that trying to psych you terrible. out, but th- that would be pretty would terrible. Be pretty terrible. Yeah. Unless they could let you phone a friend and you could like call Aaron Sorkin. Although he's I mean, not seen the full se- he's not seen the full series, and neither has Richard yeah. Schiff. I wonder who else has not seen the whole thing. We should ask next. Probably time. a lot of them, I would think. I um, if they asked me anything about like guest actors, I would be oh. up the. Well, there's so many. If, if they asked me anything about <laughs> plot, I could remember. You know, like anything about like what actually happened on the show. I could remember, but if it was like, except what guest yeah. actor played this congressman in season three episode, whatever, I'd be like, oh, yeah, can I just pick one that's, of the fifty? You know, yeah, that's not fair. Yeah, so, um, uh-huh. I liked I liked when Toby uh, had to excuse himself uh, from the meeting. Well, one of the times because they had to leave a million times. Yeah, and. He's like, as much as I want to save your jobs, I have to try to save mine first <laughs> yeah. if I'm going to be of any use to you at all, which I, he's just delightful. Yeah. Other things with Josh, Josh is pulling double duty, has to meet with this the base closing commission. Yeah. And Leo wants them to give them massage tables, ESPN, whatever they want. So kudos to you, Leo. I like where your head's at. <laughs> um, also, Josh thinks that Radiohead is mind-numbing. What? Since, since when is Josh uncool? I'm just saying. <laughs> he also got a different haircut this episode, didn't he? Maybe it's just been a while. I think it's a little bit shorter, maybe. Yeah. Totally but unrelated, he, he, but every time he popped up, yeah. I was like, your hair's different. Oh, that's um, some great insight right there. A plus. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you guys Donna are getting your money's worth with this podcast. Yeah, you're getting your free podcast right here. Um... 
<laughs> but at least you don't have to stop and take a message from our sponsors because we don't have any. That's true. <laughs> and we're not trying to sell you anything. That's true. Um, yeah. Other than our winsome personalities. Hey, how you doing, Dalai Lama? Uh, Donna and Ryan are eventually sit in the meeting for Josh. And why, Donna? Donna, what's happening to you in this episode is what yeah. I would like to know. Because... First of all, why would you leave Ryan alone in that meeting? Ever. Yeah, ever. Seriously, Donna. For multiple reasons. The least of which being, like, aren't you trying to progress in your career? Yeah. Like, why would you let him overshadow you? Right. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, I agree. But in 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 as much that it's set up what happened with Ryan in that and <laughs> the way it ultimately turns up i liked it because yeah. it was surprising and shocking and you couldn't really turn away but as a character i didn't understand why donna would do that yeah they had to make some sacrifices in order to set up the ryan storyline because mm-hmm. we we just in the last few episodes have been talking about donna or at least having glimpses and hints of donna wanting more responsibility Specifically in relation to Ryan. Like, he had given Ryan another responsibility. So, it it is a little... You sort of have to suspend your disbelief just a smidge on that one. But it does lead to that great Ryan storyline. Yeah. I also really like that that quote, and uh, Pam also tweeted this too, that where Donna tells Josh, hey, some of us are trying to govern here. (laughs) Yeah. Good good reminder from Donna Moss. I like that. Uh, So... Yeah, how do we feel about Ryan? I thought it was fun. I, I think I think he is still overstepping his bounds, which is what his character Clearly. does, obviously. Mm-hmm. But he he's is like a, a little smart whining. kid. Like, yeah, he it, he really is because he is kind of not weaselly, but like he's very creative, I guess, in his Yeah. <laughs> he's got good instincts as far as setting things up and like making things happen. So even though he is not fun to have around for Josh, I think that he is, he's a smart kid, you know? So Mm -hmm. it is kind of fun because he is like a little Lyman and it's funny to watch Josh react to that. Have to deal with himself. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like his function on the show. And this, this one was, like I said, you couldn't really turn away because you wanted to know what the heck was happening. It was, I, it was kind of dismay, yeah. and then you're impressed. So I wish they had that's been entertaining. doing that longer with Ryan's storyline because in the beginning he's mm. just annoying. Like things he says, yeah. things he's, things that he says, things that he does. Like he's just an annoying character. But I like this part of it where he's annoying because of these productive things he's doing, sort of. So. I I like that as a storyline much better than just him being an annoying kid. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree on that totally. So as far as storylines go, we've had an amazing CJ, uh, Taylor Reed, Hoynes thing going on. We had a pretty successful uh, Lyman, Ryan the intern, Donna storyline we've got the cj and toby thing happening all these things are working and then we now have the school vouchers with the dc mayor yeah they really liked to use that witch mayor like as a as a joke i don't i didn't really think it was that funny but they did it like three times as though it were like this bit but 
Yeah, because you, how would you know that that's who they're talking about? I mean, the, the first one where they're like, get the mayor here immediately. And he says, like, oh, which one? And the only one we can get here immediately. That makes sense. But the other kind times, of. it's like, I don't know. Yeah, because they, I mean, they're the White House. They can get anybody there immediately. <laughs> yeah, they can get you know? anybody there immediately. And even, like, Mar- like Maryland or yeah, yeah, Virginia. I don't know. They can get any. They can get John Mayer there. Yeah, he didn't say. They can just <laughs> immediately is a relative term too, because he didn't say get the mayor here in ten minutes. He said get him here yeah. immediately, like as soon as you can. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Not a great joke. There, that's what I'm saying. There was not a lot of great humor in this one, but but yeah, but it was it was still entertaining though. I but yeah, in yeah. terms of quippy, it wasn't very quippy. I love. The actor who plays the mayor, James Pickens Jr. Yeah. I thought he was the perfect choice. He is, he's dignified, but like sort of soft spoken. I mean, he's very like, I don't know. He just puts off this like wise, but like kind vibe. I don't know. I just loved, I just loved it. I loved him. I loved him coming in yeah. and like sticking up for himself. String. He's sick of Congress and the president being in charge of his budget and he wants yeah. to do these certain things. I like that. I thought having people flip on an issue was kind of a fun storyline because he and yeah. the, the school board president had flipped on it. And I just I thought it was interesting having a meeting with the president who is who is opposed to school vouchers, along with supposedly the whole Democratic Party. I just thought it yeah. was a great like it's a great example of the West Wing being idealistic and being sort of idealistic about the bipartisanship in the sense that we can just come together and have a conversation and like agree on this not agree on this but like have some understanding and and work together for a compromise kind of thing um so i thought that was really fun i just loved i loved them bringing charlie in Uh, Um, yeah charlie had a little fanboy moment yeah he did and that that was one of the only funny lines was when he told the president when Charlie told the president he did he did support that school vouchers, and the president was like, "You planning on telling me this anytime soon?" And Charlie says, "Can't say that I was, sir." <laughs> I thought that was funny. I yeah, so I was a hundred percent on board with all of that storyline. Yeah, yeah. Overall, I thought it was a great episode. So if you haven't, uh, if, if you skip over season five in general, you should go back and watch Full Disclosure and yeah. see if give it another go. Yeah. It's delightful. Mm-hmm. So we've picked CJ as our <laughs> as our Woman of the Year award, yeah. and uh, next episode, episode sixteen, is oh I don't know how to say it. Do you? No. Episode Episode sixteen. That's what's next. We're getting close. Yep. And if you if you guys have thoughts or feelings or questions. About anything West Wing related, you can send us email at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We read all of them. It's fun. And uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod. And we're working on some more interviews for you guys this fall and winter. Yep. So stay tuned. <laughs> It'll be great. On the edge of your seat. Yes. All right. Go out there and have a great day, y'all. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>